You are listening to a message from Victory Alabang. Get the latest updates by visiting victoryalabang.org or like us on facebook.com slash victoryalabang. This is the last week of our series entitled Selfless, kung saan pinag-uusapan po natin ang tungkol sa pag-ibig, ang pag-ibig ng Diyos sa atin, ang pag-ibig natin sa Diyos, at ang pag-ibig natin sa kapwa natin. So pinag-aralan natin ng unang linggo, yung, yung uh, selfless love, at uh, when we established that, we said that we ought to be imitators of God, and we just said that experiencing Christ's love, or yeah, Christ's love, helps us live selfless love. Nung second week, we discuss about marriage and sabi natin that our submission to Christ makes our marriage bright. Last week naman, we're so blessed to have Jay or John Jerry with us and share the word. He discussed about relationship, specifically about intimacy. And part of the intimacy is sex. And sabi po niya that our experience of God's love shapes our view and expression of intimacy. Now today, as we close, we'll be talking uh, about loving others. And when we talk about loving others, um, medyo maganda ito dahil um, makikita natin, since we are living in a world where self would always insist to be in the middle of anything. Diba? Mga tao ngayon masyadong, masyadong self-centered, masyadong selfish. Um, many times when, when, you, when you talk with people and you ask them to, to do certain things, ang laging tanong nila, what's in it for me? Ano bang mapapala ko dyan? Ano ba ang makukuha ko diyan? Ano ba kikita ba tayo diyan? You know, may meron ba tayong uh, makukuha and so on and so forth. So, even the victim mentality uh, o yung yung it is your responsibility to help me attitude, no? Na para bang uh, when other people would always come to you parang pinapa alam mo yon, yung yung uh, pinapamukha sa iyo na hindi responsibilidad mo na tulungan ako. Now, in the midst of this kind of attitudes and 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 mindset, how can we still be selfless? in loving other people. Amen. So, yun po ang ating pag-usapan. So, may I request every one of you to stand up, please. And uh, we'll be reading, again, three verses, and we'll expound the verses before and after this. And it's found in Ephesians chapter 2, verses 8 and 10. Samahan po ninyo ako magbasa ng malakas. Simulan po natin. So, by grace, you have been saved through faith. And this is not of your own doing. It is the gift of God, not a result of works, so that no one may boast. For we are His workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. Father, we thank you, Lord God, again for this time that you have caused us to be here, not just because we have to, hindi dahil nakasanayan na namin, Panginoon, more than anything else, thank you for causing us to be here to once again hear your word, study your word, learn from your word, and apply it in our lives. Lord, even as we close this series, thank you that still your anointing is upon us. I thank you, Lord God, that you will give us the grace to become doers of your word and not just hearers only. And Holy Spirit, we welcome you to be our teacher this morning. This we ask in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Okay, now, we all know that the book of Ephesians, again, it's like, it's more of a circular letter, not specifically addressed to just one church, kundi ito rin po ay inaddress sa mga iba't ibang churches sa Asia Minor during the time. And even today, we can still benefit a lot 
every time we read, every time we study the book of Ephesians or Paul's letter to the uh, to to Ephesus. And makikita natin purito yung kaniyang binasa natin. If you are already a believer of Jesus Christ, a follower of Jesus, you are very much familiar with that verse na binasa natin. Tama po ba? Now we are saved by grace through faith, and it is a gift of God, not of our works, so that no one can boast. We're so much familiar with that. Now, if you are new, dito, if this is the first time you, you hear this, if this is the first time you have visited us, if or probably yung iba sa atin matagal na, pero we still don't understand the significance of this verse, I'd like to challenge you that uh, hope, hopefully, at the end of this preaching, we will understand that we can have we can spend eternity with Christ through that verse. Okay? That's why I want you to open your heart, open your ears, and allow the Spirit of God to just move in our midst. Now, although in the midst of this, or with this verse, ang lagi yung question is this. Have you ever, have you ever experienced sharing the gospel? Kasi alam naman natin, we're saved by grace through faith, you know, and we share the gospel. And many times, yung sinasharean nyo, dinadead makayo. Honestly, many times, I feel disappointed I feel frustrated every time I do that. You know, lalo na, sabi ko pa naman, uh, ang dami kong alam sa Bible, and I would share everything na alam ko. And, and many times, especially noon, dinedead mo lang ako ng tao. And so, the question I had in mind is, ano ba yung kulang for us to effectively share the good news and for others to experience our good God? And I came immediately to this conclusion, that the good news expressed with good works causes others to experience our good God. Would you read that with me? Go. The good news expressed with good works causes others to experience our good God. I'm totally sold out with this idea that good news, the preaching of the good news is good. It's great, actually. Uh, You know, every time you communicate the good news, it's great. But we need to accompany it with something else. All right? We need to accompany it with good works so that it will become better. Now, mamaya pupunta ko in details uh, na going back to the verse, binasa natin to balance everything. Now, there has to be an integration. Kailangan may pagsasama. You know, kailangan magkasama yung good news at good works. Maraming beses, ang mga narinig kong patutuo is that they would hear their spouse share to them the good news Pero walang nakikitang magandang gawa. In short, puro ngawa. Wala gawa. Puro wento, wala wenta. Have you heard of those phrases? Now, I believe that every time we share the good news, there has to be an accompaniment ng good works. Meaning, number one, kailangan may makita munang pagbabago sa atin. Tama ho ba? Mahirap minsan lagi, ay, love ka ni Lord, ay, magbago ka na. Tapos tayo, hindi nila nakikita nagbabago. And that's part of that. Also, if you're familiar with the Great Commission, which is go and make disciples, and the Great Commandment, which is to love God with all your heart, soul, and strength, and to love one another in the same way you love yourself. So, the Great Commission must be accompanied with a Great Commandment. Now, even Jesus Himself, that's how He demonstrated His ministry during His lifetime. Before He normally preaches the Gospel, He would come to heal the sick, he would come to minister to their felt needs. He would come to bless the people and fellowship with them and so on and so forth. And then at the end, he will start preaching the gospel. Now, imagine with me right now. 
if all of us, ngayon, kung ilan man tayo rito, if all of us would just share the gospel and at the same time, show them the good works that we have, imagine the impact that it will create to the people around us. And that is what I'd like to challenge you this morning. Preaching is good, communication is good, but it will be better kung sasamahan natin ng good works. Sabihin nga natin, good works. Okay, now, let me just, let me just share. We, we talk about the good news. Now, look at this. It says, for by grace, sabihin nga, for by grace. What about that grace? Through faith, you have been saved. Now, let, let me just share a little. Muna, alam kong many of you are familiar with this. We always say this, we cannot be saved by good works. Good works apart from what Jesus had already done are called dead works. If we do any good works with the purpose of so that we can be saved, para tayo maligtas, then that is considered dead works. Now, the Bible is clear, it is by the grace of God. At pag sinabing grace, kagandahan loob ng Diyos, we don't deserve it. We have discussed that already. We don't deserve salvation because we are all sinners and we fall short of God's glory. But it is by grace that you and I have been saved and that is through faith. When we say through faith, many times you don't feel it. May mga pagkakataon sa buhay ko, I don't feel that I'm saved. But I'd like to trust what the Bible says, that I have been saved by grace through faith. And it says, it's not of your own doing, not by works. You see, if you can save yourself by works, no need for Jesus to come and die on the cross. If we say we want to, save, to be saved by good works, that is a great insult to what Jesus did on the cross of Calvary 2,000 years ago. Are you following me? Okay? Walang anumang mabuting gawa ang pwede natin gawin para maligtas. Ang tanging gawa lang na ino-honor ng Ama para tayo maligtas ay yung ginawa ni Jesus sa Cruz ng Kalbaryo, dalawang libong taon na ang nakararaan. Yun ang dahilan kung bakit si Jesus ay nagpunta rito, namatay, para sa atin, muling nabuhay, at ngayon siya po ay nag-o-offer ng kaligtasan at kapatawaran sa mga magbabalik loob sa Kanya. Yun po yung sinasabi rito. Now, again, Sa atin, bilang mga mananampalataya, ito rin yung, yung isa sa mga malalaking hamon sa atin. We know this. We know this. By heart. And many times again, we share, and yet parang hindi nila nakukuha. Why? Alam nyo, isang bagay lang. Ang good news is that we're saved by grace through faith. That's a good news. Kaya lang, bakit hindi minsan nagiging effective? We forgot verse 10. At ano yung sabi sa verse 10? It says here, For we are His what? Workmanship, tignan mo yung katabi mo. Sabi mo, obra maestra ka ng Diyos. Pero nung ginawa ka ni Lord, may purpose si Lord. Hindi ka ginawa ni Lord dahil wala lang siya magawa. Hindi ka ginawa ni Lord dahil you know, wala magawa mga magulang na. No, no, may purpose si Lord. It says here, for you are His workmanship. We are His workmanship created in Christ Jesus for what? Good works. You and I are created by God for good works. To do Good works. We do not do good works to be saved. We do good works because we are saved. Good works now are results of our faith in what Jesus did on the cross 2,000 years ago. Malino po ba yun? 
Okay? So, in short, dapat. Sabihin nga natin, dapat. Dapat kinakikitaan tayo ng mabuting gawa. Dahil yun ay bahagi ng pagbabago na ginagawa ng Diyos sa atin. Ito yung pruweba na binago tayo ng Diyos mula sa pagiging self-centered at pagiging selfish in becoming a selfless follower of Jesus. Amen. So, medyo isa-isang tabi muna natin yung kaisipang, ano makukuha ko dyan? Kikita ba tayo dyan? Ano mapapala ko? Ne. Dapat ngayon, ligtas ka na. Ilan dito yung mga tumanggap kay Jesus bilang Panginoon tagapagligtas? Gusto ko lang, ma- gusto ko lang masiguro. So may mga kamay na hindi nakataas, mamaya po, pag nag-altar call kami, sumabay kayo, please. Because we're talking about eternity here. I mean, trust me. You know, <laughs> lagi ko ito sinasabi, not because you're always in the church, you're a Christian. Hindi porket lagi ka na sa McDo, burger ka na. O hindi dahil natutulog ka sa garahe, kotse ka na. No. It doesn't follow. You have to do what the scripture says. And again, salvation is simple. God offered, if you confess with your mouth, the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart, God raised Him from the dead, you will be saved. That's the promise of God. That is the good news. Amen. And so, yung good works are proof that we've been saved, that we've been changed from being self-centered to now, somehow, at work, still in progress, to being selfless. So again, the good news expressed with good work causes others to experience good God. So when we talk about the good news, first and foremost, you need to understand the bad news. Alam nyo, hindi nyo na-appreciate, di natin appreciate kung anong good news pag di natin alam kung anong bad news. Tama ba? Uh, gusto kong susugan yung sinabi ka na ni Francis. Sa totoo lang, minsan tayo mga Kristiyan, we become so familiar with praise and worship na maraming beses we do it really for the sake of doing it. But if we will just understand, number one, why we praise and worship God, we will do it differently. If we will just understand what Jesus did for you and for me, and that He is worthy of all our praises and worship, then trust me, you will praise and worship God with all your heart, soul, and strength. Marami tayong nakasanayan eh. And maraming beses din nasa sa isang tabi natin, yung mga mahalagang bagay na hindi natin dapat kinakalimutan. Kaya, yung good news is this. Before we appreciate, what is the good news? Yeah, we are saved by grace through faith. That's the good news. It's not of our doings. Not of works. It's a gift from God. Meron ba sa inyo rito, nag-birthday kayo, neregaloan kayo, tapos siningil kayo? Ha? Happy birthday, Brad. Sis, uh, ito yung regalo ko. Uh, salary deduction yan, ha? Uh, naranasin niyo ba yun? Nobody have experienced that. Why? Because when you say a gift, ibig sabihin niyo, walang bayad. Amen. May ibang nagbayad. Kasi nagbigay sa'yo. Although, yung ibang Pinoy kasi, hindi ba recycle yung gift, eh? Pag di nagustuhan, babalutin lang ng iba. Nerigalo ng Pasko, hindi nagustuhan, pinalta ng rapper, binigay ng birthday. Pero wala dito noon. Sa, 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 sa iba yon Sa iba yon But honestly, a gift given to you is free. Pero binayaran yan nung giver. And trust me, it's God who gave that gift to you. And He paid it with a terrible price. And what was the price? 
when he sent his only begotten son and Jesus gave his own life so that you and me can be saved. That is the most precious payment ever made. Now, once we understand that, more than just the head knowledge, more than just, oh, okay, praise God. Once we understand, then everything becomes different. Are you following me? All right. Now, so, you give out, they try to separate the good news from the good works. No, you cannot separate the two. It always go together. Now, we are all recipients of the good news. But again, we need to understand first the bad news. What's the bad news? In verse 1, it says, And you were dead in the trespasses and sins. We're not talking about a physical death. We're talking about the spiritual death here. We're talking about being separated from God. We're talking about nakahit anong panalangin mo. If we are spiritually dead, then God will not just, you know, He won't just move on our behalf. Yun lang ibig sabihin ng spiritual death. You know, in fact, ngon, we're not so, in, so much interested with God. A person who is spiritually dead is not interested with God. Ang isang taong patay spiritually, hindi interesado sa Diyos. Interesado lang yan sa kung anong ibibigay ng Diyos sa Kanya. We're all separated from God because of our sins. And every, everything we do is mostly centered on us and appealing to the flesh. Kaya sabi rito, in which you were, you once walked according or following the course of this world, following the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that is now at work in the sense of disobedience. You know, you, you know, ang, 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 uh, uh, paglalahad kung ano ang isang taong patay spiritually. Mas appealing ang mundo kaysa ang Diyos. And look at this also. Among whom we all once lived in the passion of our flesh, carrying out the desires of the body and the mind, and were by nature children of wrath like the rest of mankind. We all came from that scenario. Before, nung di natin tinatanggap pa si Jesus, we're all dead in the eyes of God, whether you admit it or not. Or should I say right now, or noon during that time, we are all walking dead. We look like we're alive, but deep inside, we're dead. And then we heard the good news. And what, what, what's the gospel? What's the good news? That God became man in the person of Jesus Christ. And He lived a life that we should have lived. And died the dead that we should have died in our place. And when He died, on the third day, He rose again. Proving that He is the Son of God. And right now, He offers forgiveness and salvation to all those who will repent. That's the good news. That's the gospel. Yun yung mabuting balita na ginawa ni Jesus sa Cruz ng Albario. And that is how we were all saved. When we heard, we responded, and we got saved. Tignan mo yung katabi sabi mo, we're saved by grace. Yeah. But still, the truth remains the same. That the good news expressed with good works causes others to experience our good God. Now, let's talk about good works here. We're saved, but we are expected to do good works. And let me emphasize that. We're expected to do good works. Look at this, verse 10 again. For we are His workmanship created in Christ Jesus for what? 
Good works. Say good works. The way we're created right now after you receive Jesus is no longer to be self-centered but to be a blessing to other people. The reason why God blesses us is so that we can be a blessing. We always say that. God doesn't want to bless us for the sake of blessing us. Hindi to para, wow, bless the bless ako. That's why we don't use the, the phrases or yung term na pag nag-share tayo, alam mo, mare, pag nag-born again ka, ay, naku, yayamang ka. Sino may sabi? If we are just bound with the material things when we talk about riches, when we talk about blessing, ang lagi nasa isip natin, pera, material na bagay. And again, these are the things that the world offers. And so sometimes we're caught in a trap na, you know, for us to be called blessed, kailangan marami tayong ganito. Hindi nangangahulugan na ang taong maraming ganon, blessed na. Kaya sabi nito, we are created for good works. Now, pero ito ang question ko ngayon. Anybody can do good works. At ang tawag doon, humanitarian work. Tama? What's the difference with the good works we have? Number one, it is the motivation. It is the motivation. There was a saying that goes this way. Give man a fish and you give him food for the day. Bigyan mo ang isang tao ng isda at binigyan mo siya ng pagkain para sa araw na yon. Turuan mo ang taong yung mangisda at parang binigyan mo na siya ng isda habang buhay. Pero, ibahagi mo sa taong yon ang mabuting balita, ang gospel at binigyan mo siya ng buhay na walang hanggang nakasama si Kristo. That is the difference. It's fine to do good works. But let me just say this and let me encourage you. Kung sasamahan mo rin yung good works ng good news, trust me, mas maganda ang pakinabang ng taong binabahaginan mo. And you're not just talking about their lives here on earth, you're talking about their lives in eternity with Christ. Because again, I believe every human being has eternal life. The only question is where will we spend it? Smoking or non-smoking? It depends on the person. If he has heard and accepted or responded to the good news. Now, you see, the good news makes our good works missional. When I say missional, you know, it becomes intentional. The reason why I'm doing good work to somebody is so that I can have an avenue to share the gospel to that person. Alam niyo po ninyo, ang tao walang humihindi sa good works eh. Tama? I mean, mag-bless ka na ibang tao. Walang tatanggi. In fact, sasabihin, ito lang. Mag-pray ka sa ibang tao? For their, well, may, may mangilan-ngilan. Mabibilang ko sa daliri. May mangilan-ngilang natatanggi. Pero in reality, walang tatanggi. Bakit? Because everyone wanted to receive good things. The good things that we do for others, kung gagamitin natin yon as an avenue to share the gospel, then I believe that would be better. Why? Because they will start not just to hear the good news, but they will start to experience the good news. Amen. I mean, this is what makes our life, our Christian walk, exciting, man. Alam niyo kung bakit boring sa iba ang Christianity? Sa lang alam kung dahilan ba't boring? Walang ginagawa. Tanong yung katabi mo, boring ba ang Christian life mo? 
tamo, hindi sasagot siya ng oo. Hindi, exciting. Kasi may ginagawa yan. Amen. Now, it makes, good news makes our good works missional. Why? Again, simply because the good news expressed with good works causes others to experience our good God. Now, everything boils with the fact, and this is the fact, that we have a good God. See, Lord, sobrang bait eh. That's a mere fact, that we have a good God. That the God that we serve, He is more on the giving side. In fact, I don't, wala kang ako naisip na hiningi si Lord sa atin eh. Eh, Pastor, eh, bakit tayo nagsasali ng ika po? Pakinggan nyo, kaya din yung sinabi ni Lord, hindi para sa Kanya, para sa atin. Para, just, just an overview of that. Do you know the reason why we return the Lord's time? Because the promise of God is not to open the windows of heaven, pour out you a blessing that there shall not be room enough to receive it. Wala sa original text yun. The real reason why God wants you and me to return to Him, His tithe, not our tithe, but His tithe, is because He wanted to protect your harvest. Your harvest comes not from the tithe, but your harvest comes from what? Your offering. When you bless others, when you give more than the 10% of the Lord's tithe. That is where you get the harvest. Bakit sa Bible, tithes and offering? Because your tithe protects your harvest. Now, kung puro tithes ka, God will protect what? Kung puro tithes lang tayo, may protection. Ano po protection niya? Hindi naman tayo nagtatanim. Doon sa pagtatanim, tayo umaani. What we sow is what we're going to reap. That's why the Bible declares, let us, as we have opportunity, let's continue to do good to all men. So that in due season, we will reap if we do not lose heart. Iba naman, puro offering, tama, may harvest. Wala naman protection. Anyway, that's another topic. We serve a good God. Verse 4 to 7, but God, being rich in mercy, wow! The God that we serve is a rich in mercy. What's mercy? Ano, ano po yung habag? Ano, ano yung awa? Mercy is, dapat ito bigay sa atin, pero dahil na awa siya sa atin, hindi na binigay. Dapat parusahan tayo dahil sa kasalanan. Pero dahil sa awa niya, hindi niya tayo pinarusahan. Si Jesus ang, ang, ang kumarga ng parusa natin. Isn't He good? I mean, once you understand this, everything will change. Unless we feel that we are self-righteous. Unless we feel na, God, karapat-dapat lang, iligtas mo ko dahil mabait ako. Oh, the Bible says, no one is good. The Bible declares, everyone is a sinner. Without the mercy of God, I don't know kung, kung nasan tayo ngayon. Let this drop in your spirit because this will change your life. The God we serve is so rich in mercy. And sabi rito, and because of the great love with which He loved us, even when we were dead in our trespasses, made us alive together with Christ, and by grace, you have been saved. Hallelujah! Amen! I don't know about you, pero every time I read this, because I'm really grateful for God. Who am I to be saved? Who are you to be saved? We deserve hell, man. 
But because of His mercy, He offered heaven through Jesus Christ. And for me, it's more than enough. Sa akin yun, higit pa para mag-isip ako mag-backslide. Pa ako magbabackslide. Ba't ko itataya yung eternity ko sa pansamantalang ino-offer ng mundong ito? And we need to understand that. Again, it says, And He raised us up with Him and seated us with Him in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus so that in the coming ages He might show the immeasurable riches of His grace in kindness towards us in Christ Jesus. Wow. Declaring who we are apart from Christ, following the pattern of this world, doing only what is appealing to the flesh. And then God said, but God so rich in mercy. Paul was saying, man, yari tayo. But thank God, He is so rich in mercy. And in the midst of those shortcomings, blatant sinning, and rebellion, Paul declared God's goodness, His rich in mercy. And because of this, what was the result? Because of this, we ought, instead of being judged and being condemned, He made us alive. Why? We have read Karina in verse 7. Ito in purpose. So that in the coming ages, He might show the immeasurable riches of His grace in kindness towards us in Christ Jesus. God did not ask anything in return. But us, we respond. We reciprocate God's love towards us. In response, we love Him back. In response, we love the people whom He created after His image and likeness. That is how we respond. Not because we're good, but simply because we serve a good God. Amen. Come on, give the Lord a praise for that. And, and, and so, especially sa atin dito, kasi most of us are new here. You know, 40% of attending here are new. So, let me just introduce you part again. Ano ba itong sinamahan ninyo? Ano ba itong sinamahan ninyong uh, church na ito? Uh, ito ba'y pa-service-service lang, no? Now, I believe as a church, as Victory, we are called by God to extend His love, not just to those people whom we know, but even to those who are marginalized. Victory has done, you know, through our compassion ministry, we call it the Real Life Foundation. And it is a real life we currently support over 250 scholars in 26 different locations across the Philippines. Now, I'll, I'll show you a video just to give you a glimpse of what we do. And uh, feature lang natin dito one of our alumni, si Elena Perez. Elena was born into a poor family, panlima siya sa anim na magkakapatid, na ang mindset nila sa pamilya nila, kung pinanganak kang mahirap, mamamatay kang mahirap. Yun ang pinaniwala nila for so many years. But God has a better plan. They have, God has other plans for them. And yung kanyang teacher, isang, isa sa mga teachers niya, nag-share ng gospel sa kanya. At hindi lang nag-share, kundi, you know, inintroduce sa kanya yung Real Life Foundation. And so, yun yung background nito. So, I want you to, to, to just watch it and, and try to understand everything. Lumaki ako sa isang malaking pamilya. 
yung tatay ko nagtatrabaho sa bilang construction worker. Tapos yung nanay ko, tinutulungan siya sa pang-araw-araw namin na pangailangan. Anim kami magkakapatid. Ako, pang lima sa mga magkakapatid. Naalala ko may moment na kailangan kong like maglakad ng 30 minutes para lang makapasok. Kahit walang baon, papasok ako kasi gusto kong makapag-aral. Na kailangan namin mag-share sa isang pack ng noodles para lang makaraos ng isang araw. Dahil anong kami magkakapatid, yung panganay kong ate, yung kuya ko, hanggang sa pang-apat na kapatid, hindi na sila nakatapos ng pag-aaral. Meron kaming mindset yung kapag ipinanganak kang mahirap, mabubuhay ka na rin mahirap, and then mamamatay kang mahirap. So, nung high school na, nung pumasok na ako ng high school, nakilala ko yung isa kong Filipino teacher. Yung Filipino teacher na yon hindi lang siya basta-basta nag, ah, nagtuturo tungkol about dun sa topic ng Filipino, kundi nagsashare din siya paminsan-minsan about the gospel. And she even invited us na mag-join ng Bible study niya or Bible group. So, one time nag-join ako, pero after noon, sinataguan ko na si Ma'am Lynn. Yung family namin, Catholic, tapos yung kapatid ko naman, Iglesia ni Cristo. So, para wag na akong makadagdag pa ng gulo dahil nga iba-iba na yung religion. Kaya sabi ko na lang kay Ma'am Lynn, dami ko na lang excuses na hindi ako pwede, assignment ako, makapag-excuse lang sa kanya. So, dumating yung point na parang nakulitan na, nakulitan na ako kay Ma'am Lynn kasi paulit-ulit na siya nag invite So, nag-give in na rin ako sa kanya finally. So, nag-join na ako ulit ng Bible study. Tapos, dumating sa, matend na rin ako ng Sunday service. Tapos, during one altar call, doon na nadulog yung puso ko na talagang miyak na ako na kailangan ko nang tagapin si Lord, si Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior. So, nung magka-college na ako, since alam ni Ma'am Lynn yung situation ko sa family background ko, uh, tinulungan niya rin ako na makonect sa Real Life Foundation. Then, eventually, I got the approval na maging scholar nga. Then, nakapasok ako sa PUP. I graduated as Corporate Business Management. And right after the graduation, I got a job. I was able to pursue my career. And then, nakita ko kung gano'ng ka-faithful si God sa buhay ko. And hindi lang sa buhay ko, pati na rin sa family ko. Nakita ko na may hope. Kasi yung kapatid ko, I was able to help then yung kapatid ko na makapag-aral. And at the same time, makapagtapos din. Then eventually, years after, I've seen myself in Dubai, working in a bank. And then eventually, I started leading a group, my victory group there, and with uh, young professionals. I'm Elena Perez, and I've seen God's faithfulness to me and my family. And I remember this life verse that I always clung on to. James 1, 2-4, and it says there, Consider it pure joy, my brothers, whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith develops perseverance, and perseverance must finish its work so you would remain complete and mature, not lacking of anything. Isilang ko si Elena sa mga napagpala nung, nung gawain ngayon. Let me just add another one. Um, kasi si Elena is uh, from, from other victory. Ito, what I'd like to share with you ngayon, yung testimony nito. Uh, this man, si Third, si Benito Argana the Third, uh, siya po ay uh, taga rito sa atin, sa Alabang. Namatay ho yung tatay niya 2007. Financially sad-sad po sila. 
silang mga limang magkakapatid had to stop uh, going to school and look for ways to support their studies. So, to si Third, nagtrabaho as a crew sa isang uh, fast food chain, uh, pumasok ng karpintero, sa cellphone repair, katulong. Uh, pero still, hindi na ho siya nag-aral at binigyan na lang niya ng pagkakataon yung mga kapatid niya na mauna. And uh, hopeless po siya. Akala niya wala na, hindi na mababago buhay niya. In fact, according to him, he even blamed himself and his family. Bakit ganun pamilya nila at ba't namatay na maaga yung kanyang tatay? Now, he was invited by a schoolmate nung high school niya to attend one of our youth services sa Alabang. So, he regularly attended and somebody, you know, discipled them and asked him if he'll be interested uh, to be part, to join the real-life scholarship. So, syempre, sino ba mang aayaw doon? So, pumasok ko na ho siya doon and he was thankful, not just for the scholarship, but for introducing him to a, a personal relationship with Jesus. And everything was history. You know, perspective was changed. You know, nagkaroon siya ng hope. Nagkaroon siya ng enthusiasm para magpatuloy. He attended different seminars and training, discovered that real life is not just interested in his academic excellence, but real life foundation is also uh, interested with his spiritual life. You know, So, inarget yung iba't ibang areas ng life niya about leadership, integrity, faith, and excellence. And, you know, until he finishes studies, and now, nakakatulong na po siya sa kanyang, sa kanyang pamilya, uh, financially. And even all his siblings are now attending the services and are mid, um, serving in the ministry. Now, he's involved. He's involved with Real Life Foundation. As a campus missionary, helping those mga sudyante who are scholars ng Real Life uh, in the area of discipleship. Now, so he was really so thankful to God. And even to those people who have opened up not just their heart, but even their pockets to support those scholars. Etong dalawang ito si um, si Melvin, Melvin Imperial from PL Moon and Sheila Chico from San Pedro College of Business Ad. Um, these are two of our scholars right now. And they're buying for a cum laude this year. Could you imagine that? Ordinaryo, mahirap sa mata ng tao. But they find hope in God. And as a church, we extended help to them. Since we started, we have 261 scholars nationwide and Real Life Foundation and 485 graduates. 12 scholars from Alabang, ito nga dalawa graduating and candidate for cum laude. And our congregation's goal for the next school year is to have at least 25 scholars, including the old ones. So my point is this. We share the good news, Yes. But we also have to consider that good news must be accompanied with good works. And I'd like to challenge you as we end in prayer. I remember, you know, when my children, yung apat ko anak, nung bago-bago pa lang sila nun, dalawa sa kanila nasa college, you know, honestly, I, have, I, I always say this, hindi ko kayang matustusan. But just like what Nina read a while ago, the principle of sowing and reaping, what I did is I also supported students who were studying at that time. And I said, Lord, hindi sapat yung pantuisyon ng mga anak ko. But I stand on your promise that whatever I'll sow, I will reap. While supporting those students. Now, I'm not saying this to brag. I'm saying this to give you a point. Because what I need is pantuisyon ng mga anak ko. 
And you know what I did? Naganap ako ng namumroblema rin ng tuition. And I supported. I supported them. The Real Life Foundation supporting some of the scholars. Hindi ko sinuportan yung buong pag-aaral nila. But I supported them. And ngayon, yung dalawa kong matandang anak, nakagraduate na. Yung pangatlo ko, graduating ngayon. Yung bunso ko, graduating next year. Could you imagine that? And honestly, nagsara yung isang bank account ko. Kaya sabi ko, Lord, hindi ko alam kung faith itong ginawa ko o yabang lang. But the Lord just comforted me and, and He proved Himself faithful. And He said, My word will never return to me empty, but it will always accomplish whatever I pleases and prosper the thing whereto I've sent it. And so that is the challenge that I'm giving you today. I know many of us are going through some tough times financially. But God will never lie. If God says, what you sow is what you're going to reap, it will surely come to pass. Amen. Amen. Praise God.